This is the podcast. The best of rockin' mornings with Brian and Daria on the Vault Podcast. We're going to go to the phones right now. I had a chance to interview a very special guest. Uh, this guy is just an amazing broadcaster. His name is Kenny Albert. He's got a brand new book out called A Mic for All Seasons. My three decades announcing the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, and Olympics. This guy is the only guy on the air anywhere in the entire world who in the course of a given week, while all those major sports are going on, Mm-hmm. does all of them oh wow he'll do a major league baseball game on monday wednesday he'll do a basketball game for madison square garden friday he'll do a hockey game and then sunday he'll do an nfl game for the fox network this guy does all He's kinds of great a jack of all trades absolutely too so i had a chance to catch up with him for an interview and i said uh well kenny is there any sport you haven't announced yet i think curling is probably the one on the list as far as sports i haven't announced um, haven't done any tennis, but appreciate the kind words. Thanks for having me on. Very fortunate to be involved in so many different sports through the years. The book, A Mike for All Seasons, where I chronicle my early life, growing up in a sportscasting family, getting into the business, doing some broadcasting work in high school and college, and then my first job calling minor league hockey with the Baltimore Skipjacks back in the early 90s. Started with Fox in 1994 on the NFL side when Rupert Murdoch made a crazy bid to steal the NFC package away from uh, CBS, and uh, there's a chapter in the book on each of the different sports that I call, and a chapter on the Olympics, chapter on travel tales. I write a lot about the various analysts that I've worked with, and also a chapter paying it forward to young broadcasters. So it was a lot of fun uh, writing it over the last three years, and uh, the book actually has its own Instagram account, and Mike for All Seasons, so hopefully the listeners can follow some of my travels and the book's travels over the coming months. Was there any doubt whatsoever you were going to go into what I would call the family business? I mean, Obviously, your dad, Marv Albert, who doesn't know Marv Albert, your uncles, Al and Steve, you basically heard those guys from the time you were even in the womb, for goodness sakes. Was there any doubt that you were going to go into broadcasting or was there one day where you said, you know, dad, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a cowboy. You know, it's funny. I was never told you have to go into the business. I was never forced, but my parents gave me a tape recorder when I was five and I started announcing games in my bedroom. And when I was old enough, I would start to bring it to various sporting events. I always knew in my mind it was what I wanted to do. Maybe I didn't really, you know, share that with anybody, but I think my parents probably had an idea. did a lot of sports writing in high school as well. Always enjoyed journalism, but thinking back, there's really nothing else that I that I ever wanted to do. In the book, you mentioned, obviously, your wife, Barbara, your daughters, uh, Amanda and Sydney, and obviously, they're important to you. Obviously, family important to you to get your career underway, but with your family and all the traveling you do and all the work you do for your different broadcasts that you do, how important was it to, to kind of give them their props and their love in this book as well? Well, that was a big part of it, and I grew up in a similar situation. My, my father wasn't home a lot at night or on weekends, but I thought it was great. I would get to tag along to sporting events with him pretty frequently, and my wife kind of knew what she was getting into, but I give her a lot of credit. She had to play the role of two parents probably for half the year, you know, while my kids were growing up, and the kids didn't really know anything different. I wasn't around for a lot of the weekend events, but did try to make it, you know, during the week whenever I could. I felt like I was actually home more during the week when they were young than many of my friends who had nine to five jobs. You know, I might have a game at night, and then I would be away on the weekends, but I would drive to school, pick up from school whenever I could, go to various events during the week. So there was a balance to it. Fortunately, uh, we all got used to it pretty early on. One of the things you do so well uh, in your broadcast, and obviously when when the game is going on, you don't know when this is going to happen, but when there's those big moments, when there are those moments that transcend the game, transcend the sport, you're so good at letting those moments, what I call breathe. You let them go and and you kind of let the moment, sometimes some broadcasters feel like they've got to keep constantly talking and talking and talking. How do you get that balance between, okay, I've got to give information 
information. I can do my part, but let that moment breathe and just kind of sell itself. Well, that's something that I think I learned through the years from a number of the top broadcasters who do let it breathe. And it's funny, I've gotten praised on a couple of occasions for basically saying nothing by media reporters. After the Jose Bautista home run and bat flip, I shut up for about 15 or 20 seconds. Artemi Panarin scored a, a series clinching game seven overtime goal for the Rangers against Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. And because it was a home game and the crowd was going crazy, the director was able to do his thing and show all the great shots of the celebration and the fans. I got out of the way for, I think somebody signed it. It was a minute 56 seconds. So it's really funny to think that in, in, with a job that involves talking and communicating, some of the best moments are really when you don't say anything. You mentioned in one of the chapters in your book, a Mike for All Seasons is called Paying It Forward. How important is that to you to get this, this next group of broadcasters kind of involved and interested? Because there's podcasts and there's internet this and there's all kinds of different distractions or things that they can do nowadays. How do you get that next generation focused on doing what you do so well? Yeah, I felt it was very important because I learned from so many great broadcasters growing up and I tried to pay it forward by speaking at sportscasting camps every summer and I received numerous emails from college broadcasters who sent me samples of their work to listen to so I definitely want to pay it forward like it was done you know back when I was a young broadcaster so that that's certainly very, very important to me. One guy I did want to mention uh, obviously you talked about being with the NFL since day one on Fox for for a good seven eight year span there was a, a, we affectionately called them Kenny Moose and Goose Tony Siragusa you guys together the three of you were amazing to listen to I love half the time I didn't care about the game I just want to hear what you guys are going to do together. How, how special was that time frame for you? Oh, those are such great years. I think back often, and there are many stories in the book about those eight years with Moose and Goose. And unfortunately, Goose passed away last year, but I think about him just about every day. And he might be mentioned in the book more than anybody else, you know, as far as some of the stories and adventures that we took part in on off days prior to the game. I keep in touch with his family. I was just texting with his wife the other day, and Moose Johnston was a terrific partner as well. You know, I have to also mention, and I have a good friend who's referenced in the book who I met in summer camp back when we were 14, 15, 16 years old back in the 80s. But he's a longtime coach and athletic director in your area. I hope I'm pronouncing the school right. Wacomico? Close. Wycomico. Wycomico. Okay, so Erwin Stearman went to school at Salisbury State, and he's been an athletic director and a basketball coach at uh, Wycomico for about 30 years now, and he gets a shout-out in the book as well. Awesome. That is so cool. Uh, one last question for you, Kenny, because I know you got to go. you got to bunch of other interviews to do is there anything else left that you really have a desire to announce you're the only guy doing all four major sports you've done the olympics is there anything else that you say you know what before i finally decide to hang up my headset i want to announce this well i think as a play-by-play broadcaster you always want to be involved in the biggest events and i've been real fortunate i worked one super bowl it was the international world feed it wasn't on in the united states super bowl 46 i've worked the stanley cup final on tv two of the last three years on radio on several occasions have worked baseball and basketball playoff games. So love what I do. Never feel like I'm actually going to work, even though there's a lot of work and travel involved, prep work. But I think to continue to strive to work some of those big events, but I have fun each and every day. I have the Giants and the Commanders this coming Sunday. So get just as excited for for each and every game. Well, you are a man for all seasons with a book called A Mike for All Seasons. Kenny Albert, a pleasure to talk to you. Respect the hell out of you as a fellow broadcaster. Love listening to you as a fan. And thank you very much for your time. And I can't wait to get a hold of this book and read it. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it.